This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. As far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. The biggest story in our world this morning. Well, that and there's some other stuff. Uh, who keeps sending these balloons to America, man? Like left and right. I think we know who's sending them. I just don't <laughs> think we know why. And not all of them were balloons. Like the first one... I think that we got all got pictures of, you know, balloon. But this, they were being very sketchy about how they described the other things. And they said the one was really big, like the size of a car. And they're calling them UFOs, which I thought we'd change the name. We're not supposed to use the phrase UFO anymore, which just means unidentified flying object. It's UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Phenomena is the plural. Um but, you know, it's interesting because we've we've had this discussion about the UAPs and they came out with a report about how many they've seen over the last, you know, 10 years. or and, it, and it's an enormous amount. And they said, we really don't know what these things are. And now they're saying, well, we've got these four things. And the reason why we've got these four things is, oh, we changed our radar to pick up stuff that it wasn't picking up before. And I'm thinking, are all these... The increase in UAPs that we've seen in the last, has is, is China been doing this to us for 10 years and we just didn't know? I mean, you know, and I think that that was a discussion we had. It's either some of these things are either us testing things and the government not telling us about it. It's somebody else, a different country, testing these things and us not knowing what they are. Or, you know, it's the little green men. And, I mean, I think those are the theories. And I think... You know, I was hopeful that it was us testing our own technology um, and not telling anybody about it. Uh, but it appears that maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's the other guys. And it, it maybe is, it's a little bit of everything. Or it could be that. Maybe there's a lot of other things going on. It's like all of a sudden, and, and it's like now the administration, because they, they, when we've seen examples over and over again, they lick their finger. Get the gauge of what the American people want because America collectively, regardless of political affiliation, upset that Joe let that thing last week float all the way across America and then lie uh, about what the, the reality of what happened by going and addressing the nation. And, and our tough ta uh, take on Shauna, you saw what I did last week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's taking a page from Fox News. We're fair and balanced. You're the exact opposite of fair and balanced. But it's worked for Fox News. Over We're fair and balanced. You're the exact opposite of fair and balanced. And that's that's Joe's marketing ploy right now. Uh, or that's That was his marketing ploy in the State of the Union. You, you wasn't tough. But you say you're tough. Say you're the exact opposite and people will believe it. Well, and it's kind of one of those things, if you have to say it, then it's not true. And, you know, we go through this in legal writing a lot. And people say, well, clearly, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, if it was clear, then you we wouldn't be here in a court case and you wouldn't have to say clearly. So the minute you see that, you know, and so I, I feel the same thing with Joe. You know, he has to say these things out loud to try to convince himself, I think, that he's <laughs> tough. But everyone knows he's not. And now I think they're enjoying setting up these fighter jets and shooting down anything that they don't recognize because I think that might give all of a sudden Joe starts feeling like he's Mr. Dutton from Yellowstone or something like that. I'm just shooting out crap out of the sky left and right. I am one badass president. I really do think that's what he's 
what he's doing because a lot of the double speak because they said, well, you know, these kinds of things happen now. Well, when they've been happening, then how come only now you're shooting him down? Because, you know, the American people are mad at you because you let that one float all the way across America. We will keep an eye on that for you this morning. Mr. Housworth, highlight from the Super Bowl for you last night. Uh, well, I'd say that uh, Mahomes coming back. I yeah. mean, in the team coming back, um, we knew it was going to be a great matchup. Hurts, uh, obviously, just outstanding. Mahomes as well. But it uh, takes a lot of uh, guts to come back like that. Some people complained about I know Eagles fans complained about the penalty late in the game. Break that down for us, because I remember watching it, but I don't, as I recall, it doesn't seem an egregiously bad call. Well, I'm, was I'm it, wrong. Was it, was it a penalty? Probably, you know, it's, it's a judgment call. I would probably say no, it wasn't. I would say that the Eagles have a, a legitimate beef. That said... That game doesn't boil down to that. Those things tend to even out themselves. And the Eagles, if they, you know, the Eagles did not, they should not have let, uh, from their perspective, Kansas City come back. So, no, that did not determine the game. Was it a penalty? In my opinion, no, it wasn't. Uh, LeBron James actually said that on, on Twitter as well. He didn't think it was, but then he clarified, said he didn't have a dog in the yeah. in the fight. But, no, I don't. But, but a huge win. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is on his way to Disneyland in Anaheim, not Disney World, but Disneyland. I've been there, and that's a beautiful park. It's smaller, as I recall, than the one in Florida, but that's where they're doing the parade today. New York Congressman George Santos also said he didn't think it was a penalty, and of course he used to be a referee in the NFL. No, but so. didn't the player admit it in the locker room afterwards? This was the holding penalty, and he said, "I did it. I, I was holding. I yeah, had a hold did. of the jersey." He did, but I'm t- I, you know, um, there's a really good shot on Twitter of an, and you can actually see the jersey stretched out that he's got a hold of it. But they do that step. No, I understand, but they do that. If you called that on, you could call that theoretically on every play. They do it all the time, and if you're going to, so that that's that gets back to consistency. And to be very clear, that did not cost the Eagles the game, but um, it was it, the, it was the, they, they, you've, they just they've got to be consistent. Here's what cost the Eagles the game: Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it was the score. <laughs> it was the score at the end of the game. That's what caused. That's true. That's what caused the Eagles to lose the yes. game. Mister Marsh, what about you? Your highlight, bud. Yeah, well, you know, like uh, like Brian said, Patrick Mahomes banging his ankle back up and coming back in, and if he wasn't a hundred percent, he looked darn close to it when he came back in. And you talk about that that call, you know, calls are, are subjective, you know, depending anybody's refereed anything, whether it's you know little league all the way up to bigger sports. Look at the call the Chiefs got in favor of him at the end of the Bengals game, where Patrick Mahomes went out of bounds and. Got you know, kind of did the soccer flop on the sidelines after the after the shove from the other guy, and that worked in their favor. So That's hey, true. you know, you take what you get. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, Travis Kelsey. Of course, uh, Hannah had been uncovering some really nice uh, stuff from uh, the Travis uh, from the Kelsey brothers, Travis and his brother Jason, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. And the mom was out there. Mom sitting right up there with the commissioner Roger Goodell and Damar Hamlin. How about mm-hmm. Mama Kelsey? How cool was that? The brother, Jason, after the game. By the way, I admire, uh, I, I think it's a cool thing. I get it, you're an athlete. Win or lose, you got to go and talk to the media, but you lose a Super Bowl. Ugh. I would be I would be curled up in the locker room over the, the in the corner in the fetal position, mm-hmm. crying, asking for my Bobby because I lost the Super Bowl. I would mm-hmm. hurt that bad. Uh, but always like to hear what they have to say following a loss in a Super Bowl. You know, it's it's hard to get here. It's... It's. it's uh, I hadn't quite let the emotion get to me yet. 
I'm sure we'll have a more emotional interaction. So frustrated at that point, but um, you know, really, really happy for Trav. You know, played his ass off. Um, that team deserves everything they had coming to them. They've earned it. Jason Kelsey, and right now, uh, the first Mizzou player to ever score in the Super Bowl, Nick Bolton, is on ABC's Good Morning America chatting with Michael Strahan. A live interview. Just a tremendous, um, and that was a huge play as well. Again, that that is a huge part. And that you, you could make the argument that is what cost Philadelphia the game, that fumble that Bolton recovered. Um, Chad Moeller, who we both know, Chad had an event with Nick Bolton here. They did not, did not get a lot of coverage. Nick Bolton was not interested in the publicity, although we reported on it. But he purchased, as I recall, Chad can correct me on this. I'm going from memory. It was in September Chad and uh, Chad was involved, but it was Nick Bolton and his foundation that purchased 150 beds for low-income mm-hmm. kids and families here in Columbia, and they had an event at Furrow Field in September. He's a wonderful person, great player, and um, and I'm glad he got the opportunity to shine. That's huge, and good for him for getting some coverage on uh, Good Morning America this morning, too. Yeah, and, and what he does here in this community, working with Vet Chad Moore, yeah. Veterans United, yes. and the work they've done there. So, yeah, Nick Bolton scored first time. Of Brian, how many ta- tackles? I know Nick led the led both teams in tackles. He did. It was double digits. I, I don't have the exact amount, but, I mean, he was all over the field. And that, that statistic can be misleading, John, because sometimes you, you get involved in a tackle. and it's, uh, I think he had more than he actually um, gets credit for. And he led both teams. Um, but, no, that, that was amazing. And the only other point I, w- I want to make very quickly is – the referees, I, I real they did a fine job, and I know that they get beat up quite a bit. It doesn't matter if it's the playoffs or if it's the Super Bowl or if it's Major League Baseball. I thought overall they did a fine job. People have no idea how hard that is, um, and there's tough calls. They go both ways, um, but yeah, I I saw some of the stuff on Twitter on both both fans mocking or criticizing the referees. Overall, I thought they did a good job. So we're hearing a lot about Nick Bolton, but also Kendall Blanton, who pay, played for the Tigers, mm-hmm. gets his second nope. Super Bowl ring for being on the practice squad. And then longtime Mizzou assistant former player Andy Hill also gets a ring. That's apparently. true. Andy Hill from Trenton, um, who was a member of uh, the Mizzou staff for years and years. How about Dave Tobe? And and worked with that. That's true. Um, but he used uh, to be his, what strength coach, coach at Mizzou. He did, and I, I'd forgotten about Blanton. Blanton's. Uh, they say the practice squad is that. See, I didn't realize. That's what Twitter says. Okay, that's interesting. I did not realize he was on the practice squad. Um, ta-da, 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 ta-da. So Nick Bolton, uh, right now, pretty cool. He's on Good Morning America on our news partners ABC Seventeen with Michael Strahan, who's also uh, he's won a Super Bowl. First, uh, first Mizzou Tiger to score in the Super Bowl picked up a fumble recovery. And Tim, listener Tim via tax eight seven four ninety three ninety does remind me the commercials were. And it, I think it's been going that way for a while. Commercials like uh, they're not the epic Super Bowl commercials anymore. I did kind of like those uh, the the Jesus gets us commercials. Not that it's about Jesus, but it's about you know good and loving other people. Rather did appreciate those kind of like the Jeep commercials. Mm-hmm. Don't like the fact that they're like you see all the vehicle all the commercials for electric cars. Um, <laughs> do you see any? Did you see any commercials for gas powered vehicles last night? I liked the uh, <laughs> premature electrification commercial. Did you see that one? I may have missed that one. That was a good one. It was a good one. How, what's the setup? They just kept talking about how premature electrifica- <laughs> electrification you know, is a real bummer and they kept interviewing like couples 
<laughs> and it was an ad for an electric vehicle. I can't even remember. Was it Jeep, John? I can't remember. And and you should see a doctor if this happens more than what was it like that? Yeah, they were talking about how they get excited for a trip and uh, get disappointed. <laughs> Tim Rima, <laughs> premature electrification. Tim says, yes, Tim is right. The Tubi commercial that everybody uh, made you think your TV was going out. Yes, I saw this because where I was watching the game, we have some kind of special platform built to get all these other channels on. Anyhow, so this commercial comes on and it was like, uh-oh. And because they're cracking down, it's the Super Bowl, and, and maybe we're, this is not the most legal way we're watching it. It was kind of scary. Are you watching on Napster or something? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was just, it was just interesting. Uh, 874 Coming up just a few minutes from now, we are going to be doing What's Hot With? Hannah, what do you have for us this morning, Hannah? Well, there's a New Jersey restaurant that's gone viral for kind of a controversial ruling. That they made? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Ooh, it's 726. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. Stephanie, have you ever been to a adults-only restaurant? Uh, it seems kind of like maybe kind of swanky in all your world travels, maybe a fancy restaurant. Yeah, I think probably. I don't think it's always stated. But I, when I went on my honeymoon, it was like an adults-only resort. Well, there is a restaurant in New Jersey... It's called Nettie's. It's a spaghetti place, a spaghetti restaurant. And they've upset a lot of people because they've announced that as of next month, if your kiddo is under the age of 10, you're not going to be let in. Can you do like, like if you go to a ball game in St. Louis, they have lockers. Like you can put your guns in or something. Do they have lockers for the kids outside this restaurant? <laughs> and. <laughs> Like, what adult wants to eat spaghetti? I mean, if you're serving spaghetti, aren't you necessarily, like, cater I mean, like catering to children? I mean, what adult goes out to dinner and be like, you know what I want? The spaghetti. Nobody. As many people as they've upset, there are a few that are kind of saying, I actually really like this ruling because, you know, maybe you're going out for date night. And I, we've all been in a restaurant where there's, like, a screaming yeah. kid, and it's a little annoying, you know. Most of the time, it's just like, ah, kids will be kids. But I guess some people really get upset about that kind of stuff. I don't get upset about that. Mine is parents who let their kids bring their tablets or their phones into public places and don't put headphones on. So I have to listen to, like, SpongeBob or that. Coco will, Melon. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I will discipline your child for you in public. Yeah. <laughs> if I will give you the stink eye for sure. Just like when I play traffic cop and I don't feel you're driving fast enough in the left-hand lane, I will lay on my horn and play traffic cop. And if your kids are in public acting a moron and it's blatant and, and it's in, interfering with those around us, I will I will discipline your child. But kids tend to, like, they do, like, mold themselves to the, the, the seriousness of the restaurant. I took my kids to a place one time. It was Sybil's out near, I think, like Rolla, St. James area, white tablecloths. And I thought, oh, I've made a huge mistake, you know, um, and you just real dishware or whatever. And they were so, everyone there was quiet, polite, and they were so good. And, you know, but we've all had those days where, you know, 
your kid's just off the rails and you have no no hope. And and I've been there. Take and them it, to Chuck E. Cheese and uh, watch out. It's <laughs> been embarrassing. But, uh, you know, I, fam- why would you exclude families? Especially if you serve spaghetti. Yeah, Seems that, like it's just a poor business decision. Nettie's is also citing that they don't want to deal with high chairs. <laughs> oh, well. That they get in the way, which I could see that. Well, I think, you know, if you're a business and, hey, we don't want to let these people in, those people in, you can do it. And people will uh, will make their decisions about whether or not they want to spend their money there. Kids, here's a, when little kids go to funerals. Yeah. It's weird on a couple of levels for me. And I get it. Sometimes you can't find a babysitter. I mean, it's hard to find people to do anything anymore. Uh, we can't find a decent person to be president. So it's it's affecting everybody. Uh but the, the idea of taking a child to a funeral is just kind of, for me, a, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and then when the kids freak out at the funeral, because there's a dead body laying in the casket and the parents wonder, why did they freak out? Because you took them up to look at this bird. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And you could be one of many Americans concerned about premature electrification. Symptoms may include fearing you might not be able to last as long as you'd like. There was plenty of charge before and... Sometimes it goes away. A lot of times. I've been working a lot. Being unsure if you have enough power to handle your payload. I don't know if I got the power for this baby. I'm adventurous. I like to go all the way. I don't want to have to question if we're even going to make it. Yeah. It's a concern. Lacking the confidence about getting and being able to keep a charge. Having to stop every time we got really excited, that wouldn't work for me. Stop. Start. Stop. Start. If P.E., premature electrification, is something you're worried about, go to RamRev.com and find out if the Ram 1500 Rev, with options being designed to extend range in satisfying ways, is right for you. Stop. Start. Stop. Start. It's a really good commercial. For two reasons. Number one, the obvious. And if that's what you were thinking, that's on you. It's not on us. And the other thing, here's why that is a really good commercial. They detail every problem with electric vehicles. And it's supposed to be a commercial for electric vehicles. Right? It's people's anxiety about range. And I'm going to start, stop. What about this? What about that? Were there any? And I do not recall were there of all the car commercials last night, Cadillac, Jeep, these Ram pickups did anybody see any commercials for uh for gasoline powered engines john i kind of missed it if they did i didn't see it either uh and i and that and people get mad at me when i say that's the way it's it's going i'm i i am not a fan of electric cars matter of fact one of the commercials last night man they had that hummer hannah you know why i'm not gonna buy that electric hummer because it's expensive because it's electric and it's $112,000, but it's electric first, so that's why I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't buy it. But these, and that's what the, listen, they're, they're subsidizing, buy electric. They're paying, they're in effect giving you money to buy electric. And people say, well, what about the range and the weight and the cost? And I know all that. I look at it, and of course, I'm guessing you guys don't get the, remember when VCRs came out? VCR. No. Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. And people said, oh, they're never going to be in everybody's homes. They're too expensive. Yeah, they are now, but they work on the tech. You could get VCRs for like $39 before they just quit doing them. And I liken it always to uh, air travel. The Wright brothers. People told the Wright brothers, only birds can fly. You can't fly an airplane. They flew in 1903. 20 years later, we were using airplanes to fight in a world war, man. So when people say they're just... They can't get this stuff with the electric cars, the weight and the range. It's not there yet, but they're working on getting it there, and it will 
uh, be there because the, the feds are subsidizing the automakers. And you saw the automakers last night. You saw uh, Dodge. You saw uh, uh, Jeep, which is the same company. You saw all of them. Cadillac. Benz, yeah. uh, Mercedes-Benz. They were all commercials for electric vehicles. There was not one commercial. They're not trying to sell. They're not even trying to sell these gasoline engine cars anymore. And understand, it doesn't mean I am a fan. I'm just pointing. These are these are facts, and I don't like it either. You know who I missed last night on the commercials? Who? The Clydesdales. Oh, yeah. Oh, sad. We didn't get to see the little baby Clydesdales. Uh, one of the, uh, I think one of the greatest commercials ever from the Super Bowl, I think I always go back to the Budweiser Frogs. But as a whole last night, didn't see uh, just no commercials, I think, at least in my opinion, on a scale of that stuff that, that used to be like, oh, wow, that's the one. Like, that's the one commercial. Because last night, unless maybe you saw something different, there's, yeah, there's some cool commercials. Somebody else, one of our uh, uh, listeners, says they like the, uh, she says, <laughs> it's Rebecca. She says, hey, I'm no Jesus freak. But I did like the Jesus commercials, too. I like those because they're just... They're, they're, they're talking about just good moral kinds of things, good conservative political values, um, if you will. Uh, here's the thing. And I want to play this for Stephanie. Now, by the way, Stephanie's back. Second biggest story of the day today. Woohoo! Third biggest. Chiefs win the, <laughs> Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Uh, we're getting uh, we're getting gun happy. We're shooting down balloons like uh, Sarah Palin in Alaska. Pew pew pew. We're shooting down stuff all over the place. Fourth biggest because the Mizzou game on Saturday has to the be the Mizzou up there. game. How huge was that? It was a stunner. I had fully given up hope. I was sad, moping around, um, and yeah, it was worth it. And then until the end, I'm uh, hoping, hopefully, Mizzou, and we're getting towards March Madness, Mizzou approaching 20 wins. Uh, hopefully, they'll get into the uh, tournament, maybe even be ranked today. I'm sad that I didn't think to turn on my camera, and I'm going to try to remember beforehand because my favorite is Twitter is full of people who videoed the reaction of fans, like, in their living room, and I think I saw, like, the Mizzou softball team reacting, and, like, just that moment where the shot hits and everyone goes crazy is fun to relive through the eyes of lots of Mizzou fans. Uh, back to the electric cars really quick. Doug is right. So one of the things I did notice when seeing that Jeep commercial, like they're going through the African safari and rainforest and the desert and the, both the Jeeps, they pull up out in the middle of a desert to a charging station in the <laughs> middle of a desert. It doesn't work that way. Good point. Thanks for calling that out, uh, Doug. But I wanted to highlight this for Stephanie Bell. Uh, so Stephanie Bell is one of the one of the things we are most excited about today, Chiefs, uh, Mizzou, and Stephanie Bell is back. Kamala Harris last week talking about electric buses. A few minutes ago, as Matt walked me around, I had the opportunity to take a look at one of the buses that is being built in this factory. It is a model of American innovation. No exhaust, no diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi and even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. <laughs> Didn't get the response she wanted, and you can. there's Wi-Fi on the bus. You just flew halfway across the world. 
Yeah, I had Wi-Fi the whole time. And guess what? I could plug my phone in, too. And you know what else has Wi-Fi and you can plug in USB ports? The Amtrak. Like, for, like, the last 15 years. I think riding mowers you can plug your phone right? in and charge them now. Have you seen those tractors these days? I mean, for real. Like, why this, has this woman never been on public transportation? I don't think so. So, Kamala Harris, the bus is electric. You can plug your phone in into it. It has Wi-Fi. Stephanie flew an airplane across the pond at 35,000 feet. Guess what? And it wasn't electric, by the way. It no. ran on fuel, and it has Wi-Fi. And guess what? When you ride these airplanes out of Columbia up to Chicago or down to Dallas, guess what? They have USB ports in the in the airplane where you can plug in your phone, and it's fueled. And <laughs> it's it, jet fueled. Dude. Well, and it just shows like complete lack of like comprehension of the current technology too. Because you know what else has Wi-Fi, and this has really been a game changer for me is like my phone. Right, like most phone plans now, you can just turn them on to a hotspot, and you can you know. And so, like you and I talked about going to Springfield, right? I'm in a regular car, I, an old car. You and I both drive old cars, so my car doesn't have Wi-Fi. But I have my phone. I pop open my computer, hit my hotspot. And and I'm working in my car the whole way. I don't need Wi-Fi in your bus. I got it on my phone now, silly. Come on, let's just, can you believe it? <laughs> uh, also off the text, uh, Jeep is, and thanks uh, for this. We appreciate this. This is from listener Tim. Jeep is launching a, we were talking about the Jeep commercial because all the commercials for cars last, I, unless I missed it, I did not see one commercial for a gasoline-powered engine vehicle. It was all electric vehicles. And I was laughing. The Jeep one at the end, they're up there in the desert, looks like the Grand Canyon. And there's a charging station on the edge of the cliff. Yeah, right? Uh, Jeep is launching a charging network to facilitate electric vehicle off-roading. According to Car and Driver. Plug Jeep. into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> And is it really off-roading if you have to, like, still look at the map about where the charging stations are? Because isn't that the purpose? Like, you're supposed to be able to go anywhere, and you're like, ah, I gotta, gotta go over here. Oh, there's one up there on Devil's Bend. What yeah. a place. So when Jeep announced the Wrangler uh, plug-in hybrid last fall, the brand promised the electrified version of the Wrangler would be just a trail, would be just as trail-ready as gas and diesel-powered variants of Jeep's most popular and capable off-roader. But apparently, uh, they are going to start putting up just out in the middle of uh, nowhere. Well, if you can do that, we have all this land and people are out there uh, four-wheeling and stuff. You can put up electricity. Maybe we can put homeless people out there instead of cars. If you can do, if you have that capability to drag electricity all across God's Green Earth, why don't you put in places for homeless folks? By the way, one of the issues we're going to be covering here this morning before 9 o'clock, um, well, in Workforce development, housing, I don't know the proper name to call it today. That's right, work, sure. Workforce development, That's one. housing in Jefferson City, that and Columbia Public School District. They're having a board meeting tonight. I don't have context here, but what they are, and this is on their website. Uh, it what, prints out real nice, apparently. It, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No? It's all cut off and terrible. What they are paying for coffee, and apparently from what I understand, this for is... For coffee? For coffee, just in the administration building. So if you're in the CPS administration with all those yuckety-yucks that like to, to to cause problems for kids, apparently they're getting a bunch of fancy coffee. Teachers doing the work apparently rely on donations or something. Want to cover up how much they're going to be spending for coffee. All right, before we move forward, this dude. Cute kid, huh? 
My first guest uh, would be Adam Martin. Adam Martin is the son of John Martin. They own pro pumping and hydro jetting. Adam Martin. He works with his dad. You hear him on some of the commercials. That's my first guess. Uh, it wasn't him. Who was that? Sing it. We're going to have that answer coming up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. All right, my guest, Adam Martin. And you hear his voice on the commercials for pro pumping and hydro jetting. They do some really cool stuff. His dad even ran for uh, office. That's who my guess is, singing there, Rudolph the Red-Nosed uh, Reindeer. Mr. Marsh, you got any guesses? We'll see. Travis Kelsey. How about you, Steph? That's got to be Mahomes. It is. It's a little Patrick Mahomes. You can hear, like, the accent, like, the froggy, like, even, it. it's, listen again. That's sweet. Took the Chiefs to another Super Bowl victory last night. How cool was that? A couple of highlights. Nick Bolton, first time. Uh, he's the dude that scooped up the fumble when Jalen Hurts fumbled, scored for the Chiefs. Almost first. twice. Almost. Um, I know. So when it happened again, I was like, oh, my God, look at Nick Bolton. And they, they called, that, uh, called that one back. But he's first time a Mizzou player has ever scored in a Super Bowl. Another win for the Chiefs. That parade is coming up on Wednesday. They're on the way to Disney today in Florida. Sunshine 60 here today. We are glad you are here, Stephanie Bell. We are glad that uh, that you are back. couple of things happening. Um, number one, and this is, and, and we have, I have my political opinions about this whole thing, Jeff City, when it comes to, oh, it's, it's workforce development housing. I think whoever came up with that phrase was uh, could have been more genuine, and maybe there would not have been as much backlash over this. Uh, if you said, hey, it's affordable housing, don't try to put a different fancy name on us. It's workforce development housing. It's affordable housing, uh, I think. At least in my opinion, it may have been received better from the pub by the public because I think then people think you, you were trying to to lie to us. In effect, all of that aside, there there's a need. Uh, there's a need for some housing, and I say that from an economic chamber of commerce standpoint. You know, you've got. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, uh, Unilever, whether it's who, whoever it is, these big companies that serve mid-Missouri, specifically in the Jefferson City area, like Hitachi, they're like, hey, we have all these good people. Or like a Cap Region or any of these big facilities or Lincoln University. But it's like we we don't have anywhere to put you. You don't have anywhere to go and rent a place to live. Well, and when people are looking at, you know, a salary number, you know, for many people, housing is the most significant expense. And so if that expense is quite high, then suddenly as the employer, I need to pay more to allow my people to afford housing in the area. And so having a limited supply, you know, even even outside of, you know, government housing and, and you know, really affordable housing, having a, a, an abundant supply of, of affordable housing for just middle class folks is really important. And it's important for employers. It's important in attracting talent and, and recruiting employees. Um, and so, yeah, there's a meeting coming up this week. Um, the uh, the Capital City Housing Task Force has been working on this. They had a conference earlier in the year, um, but they're talking about um, a public awareness campaign, just trying to do more education about what it means. Um, that's coming up on February 16th. 
Um, and that they have a, a Facebook page, the Capital City Housing Task Force there in Jeff City. One of the things I wonder, and I don't know specifically in Jefferson City, but, you know, businesses, when they get tax breaks. Matter of fact, there's a piece of legislation in Missouri to give the movie industry tax breaks to come to Missouri and film. I'll pull up a bunch of, bunch of studies that say tax breaks in the long run don't work, and you'll probably pull up a bunch of studies that show tax breaks are actually beneficial to, uh, to the community. Uh, I happen to think they work uh, because those are the facts that I look at, specifically this one for Hollywood because of the people that would come in and the money that they would, would spend. And I know not everybody would agree with that take, but that's where I am with it. Hey, they're not spending any money here now. And when they lie about, let's say, uh, Jason Bateman's uh, Ozark show. Which was filmed in Georgia because Georgia has very good tax credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing besides looking at stats and facts and figures is I'm all about the experience. I like to go, let's say specifically regarding this, this, this tax break for Hollywood. I like to go to specifically two places like Georgia. Hey, so you didn't always have this on the books. You do now. Uh, give me your facts and figures now that you have done it. Has it been worth it to you? And pretty much every single person in Georgia without fail will say, yeah. We Missouri have. used to do it. it yeah, yeah, Missouri had it on the books here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know uh, 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 when it comes to tax breaks for companies and stuff, but if, if, some of these local companies and their failures too. I think, I think was it IBM in Columbia. I don't know that that was the success everybody was that thought it was going to be with the breaks and incentives they got. I think it was IBM. But with these, if we're giving incentives and stuff like that, then can't we say, listen, you're the one saying we really need to do something about housing, and you're correct. Then, then maybe that is the responsibility of these companies or these factories. Say, yeah, we'll give you the tax breaks and stuff. 